Hello, and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Brent Aiken, David Pruitt, and Russell Martin. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's your host for this week, David Pruitt. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, www.studentministryconversations.org, where you can find all of our previous episodes, show notes, blog articles, and much more. Our goal is that you are inspired, encouraged, and that the things that you hear on this podcast would equip you to be a better student pastor for the church that you are serving in. All right, let's get into it. So this episode is a little bit more unique in the sense that I have a husband and wife team, uh, my friends Arthur and Laura Martinez over at Snyder First Assembly um, here in Snyder, Texas. Um, It's super cool um, to be able to serve with these guys, and we'll talk a little bit about um, how uh, our two churches are kind of intertwined um, in a lot of ways. Uh, We were talking about that a little bit before we got started, Um, but before we get into that, um, I would love to um, have you guys get to know these guys uh, just a little bit. So if you guys would, please tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, and uh, your, your role at your church. Okay. Well, my name is Laura, um, and this is my husband, Arthur, as he said. How's it going? Um, we have just taken over um, youth ministry at Snyder First Assembly. And we actually have, um, we were, um, went blank. Well, (laughs) we are now a forward ministry at Snyder First Assembly. We just um, renamed our ministry this July. And so. um, With the help of David. Yes, with the help of David. (laughs) And so our, our, our name is Forward Ministry now. And um, we have been going to our church for six years and um, have been serving the Lord. We have a, we are a family of seven. Um, We have two boys and three girls. Our oldest is Christopher, um, Isaiah, Aubrey, Aaliyah, and Amra. Um, Three of them are youth. And so um, that is why we are youth ministry, I guess you could say. Uh, So that is interesting in its own self, in its own book, um, having them in there with us. And uh, that means we don't go out to eat a lot because feeding seven is a lot. So so, um, yes, we um, have... We recently got married here in um, in the Methodist Church, which is now Grace Fellowship Church here uh, yeah. five years ago. And um, so, like he said, our the two churches are basically like brothers and sisters because we do everything kind of together, and we mm-hmm. just kind of realize that. And I don't know what else do you have to say about who we are. Um, well, to start off with, I say um, I'm Arthur. Laura and um, we got seven all together. All of us in a ride is seven. Um, we didn't start off going to church. Uh, it took us. It took us a while, but like anything, just it takes time. And we one day we were 
at a rent house and at our rent house, we had stayed there for almost four years and we both made a decision that it was time. And cause you know, once you don't, now that I follow God, I don't know how I did it without the Lord, if that makes sense. I mean, and I, that's why I encourage and I like to say drill, like, cause I mean, I'm basically a drill sergeant to these teenagers. We know, you know, we know how the youth are and it's harder to reach these youth now because of the device that they have in their phones and everything that, everything that surrounds them. We only have an hour and a half with them and the world has them every day, you know, every minute after that. So we have to try just twice as hard, but we, um, we went, we went to church and uh, went to Snyder First Assembly and we told each other that we were going to sit in the front and we were going to sit in the front and we were going to learn everything we could and we were going to do everything we were supposed to. And if they asked for help, we were going to help. And, and if it didn't work out, then, hey, we tried. And that's where we went. And, I mean, we gelled. We gelled like, like jelly. I mean, we were in there. <laughs> and um, next thing you know... Uh, we got onto the serve team and I started on camera and my wife started in the back with, cause she loves babies. And so she started back there at nursery and I went from doing the camera to doing, I was end up being, now I'm the first one in the church and the last one to leave. So, I mean, I, I make sure that everything's viewed on YouTube and on Facebook and our, on our website and our church website. And I'm control of all that. I mean, I'm an assistant. I'm an assistant, but I like to um, I like to make sure that my guy Adam, you know, he runs the show, but you know that he has a family too. So I make sure to take some of that burden off of him, so he can he can do his thing. And if he needs to go out of town, I don't like, dude. Don't be ashamed to, or don't be scared to ask me. Hey, can you come? You can you take over the Sunday? I'm like, man, for sure, bro. Like, I'll be here by the clock, eight in the morning. I'll be here. So just to make him feel like, you know, he don't have to thank me because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do this. You know why I do this. We, You know why we do this is for the Lord. So mm-hmm. in, all, in all saying, we, um, we picked up our baton and we took off running with it. And when our calling was called to, to teach the youth and I had no, I, my wife, she was, she likes the school. Obviously she works in the school now. I didn't, I barely liked my own kids. I was about to, I didn't, <laughs> didn't like teenagers. I, they talk back and they look at you in angry faces. And I grew up to, if somebody looked at you some, some way, some type of way, it was really offensive. And now I tell my kids, I will cut for them. I, I, uh, I got their backs. Uh, man, like I love my, I love my youth, and anything somebody says something bad about my youth, I usually I get pretty upset, and I I got their backs, and that's just that's my group, and just like you know David would do with his with his, you know, and it's awesome. It's it's been a it's been a ride, and we we have we've had a lot of, a lot of ups more than downs, and that's. We give the glory to God for all that because a lot of people have had a lot of more downs and ups and we've been on the other side of that coin. So we've been, 
we've been pretty blessed. For sure, man. I, uh, our topic for today is is talking about obedience, and and I, I definitely think that's a huge part of y'all's story, uh, from what I know. Um, how do you feel like obedience has um, been a part of your roles, like stepping into your role in in ministry? Um, and if you guys don't mind talking a little bit about how we kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, especially for you, Arthur, I'd love to hear, um, or at least love our to let our listeners hear about your journey into into ministry um, and stepping into that role. Because like you said, it was not something that was on your radar at all. But it's amazing how um, God can completely change the narrative, whether we're looking for it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for, for me with the youth and saying yes, um, I had... I had already kind of tiptoed into it. I had already been helping just kind of as a leader. And um, I knew I, I knew I needed to go there. I, my job, I worked at, I always worked all day on Wednesdays and I kind of already knew that's where I was needing to go and needing to be led to. And so about, I want to say three years ago, almost three years ago, I had asked off um, to start taking off Wednesday nights so I could go and help out at on Wednesday nights. And so I kind of had already kind of had already told myself I needed to be there and that's where I needed to be. Um, however, Arthur was not. And um, he's <laughs> like, no. And so me and him kind of was, you know, going back and forth. And I was like, look, you know, hey, I think you need to be there. I think this is what you need to do. I think this is where you need to be plugged in. And he's just like, no, like I, I do. I do where I need to serve. I serve where I need to serve at. And he's like, that that's you. That's you. And I was just like, OK. And so, you know, the Lord hears your prayers. So you keep praying and you keep praying. And mm-hmm. um, just felt like that's where we were being called to. And um Actually, uh, the Lord had actually already spoken. Um, someone had already spoken over Arthur and told him that he would lead many to, um, he would be a father figure to many. And so that kind of just was like, you know, stayed over me. And um, but was also said that if we rushed it, it would make a mess of things. And so that just was, you know, okay, okay. And so for, um, for, like I said, for like two years, I kept kind of, um, I, my heart was just with them. I, and I've always said that, like I've always, uh, I could always hang out with my, my son. Like I said, my, my oldest son is a sophomore and I could always hang out with his friends. Like I, I always wanted to do stuff with them or take them places and let them all be at the house and hang out. And just, so I knew that they were doing the right thing and doing good things. Like I wanted to be that house. I wanted to be the house where they could hang out. When we went and looked for our home, um, almost three years ago, like, and it's crazy how all of that was around the same time. Like I looked for a big floor plan. I looked for a big old house where I could have host team dinners. And in my head, that's what I was doing was hosting mm-hmm. team dinners. And that's what I thought. That's what I was visioning. But in all reality, I was really visioning the youth being there, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord was telling me. That's who I was going to have in my home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, uh, I just, I, I knew that's where I was going. I knew that's where my heart was at. I knew that's where I was at. And Arthur did not. He just still was just like, no, like, David, I'm like, I don't even like our kids half the time. And you always <laughs> want everybody here. And I'm just like, 
because like at least we know they're doing right and at least we know they're doing good and they're not out in the streets and can get hurt and you know uh, because the world can consume them and so um that's just where we were at and it just kept you know kept coming to me and kept coming to me and when the ministry fell into our hands and for us to take over um i mean i was scared i still was just kind of like I knew I wanted it, but at the same time, I mean, it's a big responsibility and it's like, do you do it? Do you not? Because Mm -hmm. it's huge. And at the same time, um, anytime I was asked to do something for the Lord, I always said yes, because I didn't want to be disobedient to him. And so I always said yes, like even simple things like Mm -hmm. going up and speaking and doing prayer and opening or anything like that Mm -hmm. for our church. I always said yes, even scared. I said yes. And um, so when we got asked to take over the ministry, my answer was yes. It was a scared yes, but it was Mm -hmm. yes. And it was probably a yes before we talked about it, but yeah. <laughs> and and Arthur, he had told me, um, he literally, and I, I, I want to share this part. He can share his, he can share it too. But I remember having the conversation with him, we're laying in bed, and he's like, "My answer is no." He's like, it, it, "It's no." He's like, "I." He's like, "Unless the Lord tells me, uh, it's no." Mm. And I'm like, you know, laying there like. Okay. And I was like, I remember going to bed and praying and saying like, Lord, if this is, if this is your will, you have to tell me yes. I'm not going to pray and say, please tell him. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to tell him. Yes. Well, that night he, he has a dream, I guess, like as soon as he goes to sleep and he dreams that he's in a classroom teaching Mm -hmm. and he wakes up and he wakes me up and he's like, Oh, I'm mad. And he's like, it's the plainest day answer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and so the next day, like, we're quiet. I don't say anything. And he's like, all right, we're doing it. Like, there it is. But it's, that's just, that's mine. Um, I guess, like, being obedient to him, even though it's mm-hmm. scary, it's, it's a scary yes. And it's just, I don't know if that's really answering the question on that part, but. Let's go. I say for obedience into where how everything started. I, I think uh, we start with our little yeses, mm-hmm. and it's like, can you you know, can you hold the door um, once a month on a Sunday? Can you do this? And it's like yes, and it's yes, and then eventually those yeses they they get to be more comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's where you know the Lord is like, I'm getting you ready. To keep saying yes because if you always say no every every time someone asks you something that's you know either if it's from the flesh like hey do you want to go to you know you know uh, a restaurant to go eat it's like yeah let's go for sure you know and and it's like hey do you want to um you want to open or you want to close this sunday and it's like oh no no so if you just keep continuing to say yes you know for something that you can handle i like I, like I said, I think it's it prepares you to say yes for the, the grander things. And mm-hmm. um, being obedient, I think it's like just simply, like I was saying earlier, simply just showing up, showing up for the kids. And uh, I don't like to call them kids, but it's, it slips out and I always correct myself when I'm mm-hmm. preaching. But um, just showing up for them because a lot of them, you know, they have the they they think they have these different problems. And 
we have different problems, but they're almost the same. It's either something in their yeah. family, either a brother or a sister or an uncle or aunt. Or, and I mean, I'm not saying they're all the same, but they all kind of in there. You can put them into like a couple of categories, you know, mm -hmm. and I believe that, you know, I was, um, you know, the way I was raised and to where I'm here, I'm living my testimony, you know what I mean? So I know that everything that I've learned, everything I've been through, I've learned and now I know why I went through everything. And I don't encourage anybody to, oh, I got to go live a bad life so I can be this person. No, you can be, you can live, you know, you don't have to get in trouble. You don't have to follow the crowd. You don't have to do this mm -hmm. to be somebody great. You can be great now. It took me 30. Why do 30, you have the heart? It's, yeah, why do you have to have the heart? It took me 33 years. I'm 33 years old, just turned 33. And I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. But if, if I would have had a youth ministry to go to when I was younger, if I would have had, you know, someone that was always, when I do, I have Julian. Julian was a nagger. So mm -hmm. he, he, he always nagged on me, man. But if I had more of that and I had, I had flyers everywhere and I had a uh, fields of faith, I had fields of faith and I had all these things that we have now, cause we're uh, all of, all of us, you know, Josh and, Bethel and all of us we're we, we're doing things and we're out there mm -hmm. doing things and youth are noticing and they're like hey even if they don't want to go they're going with a friend right and that's how you plant that seed and when you plant mm -hmm. that seed that's, that's there you go i mean just like any any other fruit tree i mean you it takes time for it to bear mm -hmm. and some some you got to take care of a little more than others and some just you know they're ready for the season but um, obedience. Yeah. It's, it's just showing up, uh, saying yes. Like my wife said, saying yes and showing up and just being there for them. Oh, for sure. I, I think about, um, and I had totally forgotten about this until we were talking before, but, um, you know, again, it's easy to, to see just from the, from the outside perspective, um, hearing Evan and Nancy talk about you guys and how incredible y'all were and being able to serve, um, especially with Laura several times, um, at various events in town. Um, but I had totally forgotten and maybe just didn't realize that your first preaching opportunity was at our church. Like yeah. we were talking about that before. Um, what was that like for you? Um, I forgot. Oh, I came to see, I came to see Leslie. Mm -hmm. Um, she's been our friend for a long time and, um, she was preaching. So I had a chance to come. She didn't get to come. I came by myself and I came to support her and, uh, something was telling me to talk to brother Ryan. And I was like, I'm just going to stay away from this guy. Like, cause you know, when the Lord <laughs> is pulling, the Lord yeah. is pulling, you kind of like, kind of try to push back and at the time at that time in my life i was still you know a pusher so i when i finally i end up they're like hey this is our pastor ryan this is this and, that. and i was like i was like, hey what's up brother and and like word, word vomit i was like <laughs> i said like, hey um i like to type devotionals all the time like and he's like oh yeah he's like well let's let's fit you in he's like we'll find a date for you and yep. i'm like mm -hmm. um i was like and at the at that time i was more I'm like, I like to say yes. And then let's, let's, let's just do it. And then we'll see how it goes. Yep. Like, cause the Lord Sink is in, the Lord Everything. is in control mm -hmm. and 
it wouldn't happen if it wasn't supposed to happen. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And uh, it's like, just text me a date. And I got his number. And then he shot me a message not even that long ago, like, like um, right after that, the same day. And he was like, um, I'm a, I have an opening for the 20 something if you're if you're if you're ready. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> and, and yeah, like it was it was amazing. It was I, I felt I told my I, I got to preach. I think a couple of weeks after that. And I, I told my I told my congregation that I rocked the house. I used you those words. Did rock the house, <laughs> and I was like, for my first one, I was I was pretty proud. But all glory to God, you know, that that's mm-hmm. that wasn't me. So I give that to him. And and it's it's been like I said, we took that baton and we were running and we we're still running. So mm-hmm. it's been great. For sure. You know, it, it's it's amazing, like. You know, it's easy for us as student pastors to get into a place where we're like, well, yeah, we know we know all about obedience, right? And we preach it constantly to our students. But man, what about when you get asked to do things that are not necessarily in the job description? Think about that. Like, um, especially for those who we had talked about this a little bit beforehand, um, especially for for. Um, bivocational youth pastors. There's so many churches that I hear from um, that talk about, man, it's like, I love serving in my church, but I totally volunteer. Um, I'm leading. Um, I've got another job outside of it, but yet my church wants me to work full time, you know, and they want, they have expectations to do this, this, and this. And for those that are listening who are in similar positions like that, um, it can be so hard, um, I think, to come to a place where you can say yes, because sometimes your job gets in the way, right? Like sometimes it's a situation where it's like, man, I I want to, I want to be at all the events and I want to be able to go to all the games and do all the things. And how do I, how do I balance Mm -hmm. obedience to my calling that God has given me while also providing for my family? I mean, you guys do have a big family and there are definitely obligations on both sides of that. So how do you guys juggle being obedient while having jobs outside of the church as well as inside the church? Um, I'll let you answer this one first. <laughs> um, well, juggling juggling youth, and I work in Oldfield, so I'm up at – there was a time where I was going to the gym before I went to the Oldfield, so I was up <laughs> at 3.30. And I would come back home at five and shower up. And at five thirty, from five to five thirty, I was reading. And then five thirty, they pick me up, and I would get home. About when the time changed, I was getting home. About I would leave when it was dark, and I'd come home when it was dark. And I missed a lot. I missed a lot, not just with youth, but with my family. And now I think with youth now, I get to be with them more because I mean. It's like, hey guys, we're going to do this. We're going. I need y'all's help. And even my little one, she's she's in kids ministry, and she's a she's a jumper. She likes to <laughs> sing and dance. She likes to out dance the leaders, and nice. she's 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 um she's my little angel. She's our little angel. But um, like today, even making you know being able to make it here, I didn't know you, you didn't see my hands this morning, but oh, or just now, but I got just from working. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. Didn't think I was gonna make it because out of all days today had to be late. You know, mm-hmm. when you want to do something, it's when you're. Oh, we're gonna stay late today. And 
I just think that if it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. And I don't, I try not to get too mad because when I try to force something, like I need to tell my boss, like I will tell him, hey, uh, in passing, like I got something important today. But once I say that, I leave it like that. I don't, mm. I, I try not to be like, get in his face and be like, hey man, I told you I have something to do today. And yeah. then that makes a whole mess and that goes like another road. And mm-hmm. and I saw, I try to like, I, I always just, I pray and I pray and I'm like, all right, Lord, if you want this to happen, I need you to show up. And right. next thing you know, something something goes down and it's like, hey guys, we're, we're about to make it to the house. And it's like, like, I'm glad, like, why do I doubt you? Why do I, why do I doubt you sometimes? <laughs> like, and that's the, that's, that's real, man. I, I and it's easy to doubt and it's easy because you, you, you see how that you think, you know, how the day is going to end and, and next thing you know, something just happens. And then God is like, well, you thought like, you know, I heard, a, I've heard so many times you want to hear God laugh, tell him that you have a plan. Mm-hmm. So and I think about that all the time and I'm like, well, Lord, I, today I need this to happen, this, this and that. And I'm just like, all right, you just tell me what happens. You know, I'll just go and you, you know, but that's, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I just leave it to the Lord, to be honest. Like um, if this was I, supposed to happen today, it was supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't think he's missed um, any any Wednesday nights, like any youth nights since we've taken over, actually. Which is kind of crazy because it is um, um, at all. I really don't think he's missed any Wednesday nights. Wow. Um, well, I'm one preaching, so I can't. I, can't I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I really don't think he's missed any. Um, I know that he's not gotten to make it to, you know, in the mornings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know he's gotten right. a little upset about some of that. Um, but other than that, like I I know everything, like he said, everything's kind of happened in favor. Um for me, uh, I know that now that I'm at the school, I know it's kind of a little bit more open for me, but I know that I'm, I'm a bit more busy as well. I know that I've had multiple conversations with the Lord here recently, um, and I tell Arthur all the time, like, I, um, I'm in the school. Um, I'm in the school for my job. And, um, you know, it's the, I'm, I'm the attendance person, PIMS attendance, and I'm in there and I'm doing all this stuff. And then um, right now, I'm just going to share a little insight. I feel like Arthur and I's, um, who, as in the youth, I feel like what the Lord is working on us with is um, the lost and the broken and the ones that feel like they're, they're too far gone and um, that there's no way out. Like, I feel like that's who the Lord is straining us to towards. Mm -hmm. And um, I've caught myself at work. Like they'll come, I'll have, you know, some students come in and they're, you know, telling me, you know, what all they're going through or they'll come in and there's this and there's that. And my heart's just like shattered for them or I'm talking to them and, um, and so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling that and I'll start praying. But then I'm like, I'm busy at work also. And so I'm doing all this stuff at work and it gets overwhelming at times. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I got all this stuff to do. And, and then the, and I'm like, you know, get frustrated. And then I hear from the Lord and he's like, you're not, you're here at the school because that's your job, but that's not why you're here. Right. Um, 
And then I'll have a student come in that's having a moment or having something. And it's like, he's telling me that's why you're here. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's happened a lot here recently. He's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're in the building because it's your job, but that's not why I have you here. And so um, that's just been pretty awesome here lately. Oh, for sure. Man, when you think about that, it's like how many opportunities um, you were talking about um, saying no versus yes and and like the little yeses and how God will use those to um, lead us to bigger yeses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big part of obedience is so many times we think um, – Sometimes our own insecurities can get in the way. Um, I know for me, um, inside our church, there's so many things that you get pulled to. And some days, like like today even, um, where I felt like, man, I don't know if I can, how am I going to balance everything I've got going on today versus tomorrow versus, you know, high school lunch with Thursday. And then I've got a meeting after that um, and several other things. And um, I had three meetings today on top of some of the things. And it's just like, man. And I'm looking forward to see at the poll in fields of faith. And I know that day is going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that earlier. It's like, I start with prayer and then we've got, I'm leading worship for three different, uh, see you at the polls. And then we've got worship that night for fields of faith. And then we also have a rapper after that because we're extra (laughs) 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 Um, because it's awesome. And our students love it. Why not? You know, exactly. No, we're not. So it's like, definitely not going home. (laughs) All right. And so it's like, you know, and it's easy to get overwhelmed and think, man, how in the world am I going to make the time work and also juggle my family and, and everything else like that, because that's been a big part of um, something I've been thinking about as my son's getting older, he's uh, six years old. And after being gone almost the entire summer for camps and mm-hmm. mission trips, and you guys know mm-hmm. all about that, mm-hmm. um, experiencing that this summer, y'all kind of yeah. jumped right into that, right? That was, um, our, that was our first time ever leaving our, our little one. We've that's hard. That's so hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, at first my son's like, yeah, of course, that's what, you, that's what we do. You know, right. you have all these things by the end of the summer, um, that last camp, he literally looked at me with tears in his eyes and said, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, how do I devastate this kid? But at the same time, like he has to understand mm-hmm. this is, this is work. And, yeah. um, this is what God has called our family, our family to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, so mm-hmm. it's like, how, how do you balance, the yeses and the nos and like, how do you know what to say no to? And um, I think it's really cool what you said earlier about just trusting that God is going to put you where you need to be, Um, especially in the oil field. Like that is, that's a very consuming job. And to not miss a Wednesday is a huge testament of how God has been able to use your faithfulness. On, I got to where I take my own truck to work Mm -hmm. because depending on what time we get off, I mean, we have guys that live on, all the other side of town and we have another guy who lives mm-hmm. on the other side of town and so our the driver he has to drop off each guy and mm-hmm. driving the speed limit it <laughs> takes 30 minutes to get home of course and that's because we're in snyder mm-hmm. and i'm like drop me off at the yard i was like my church is right there and i was like i will drive myself there so i've yeah. you know you have to you have to learn how to you know like i can't just be like hey babe i'm gonna be late um because my guy's taking forever to drop everybody off it's like how can i make that better it's like well you can take your truck once a week to your job yep. and then you can you know it's like why don't worry about gas because don't worry about anything just mm-hmm. you do what you have to do and i'll take care of the rest yeah but 
That's huge. That's I feel like that's the biggest part of leading with obedience is just saying, God, we're in this because you've called us to mm-hmm. it. We wouldn't be in it if you didn't, you know, because mm-hmm. um, we all know that it's worth it in the end when you start putting you know, pen to paper and seeing all the different things that God is using us to do. Um, but I mean, if it was solely for money, <laughs> none of us would be doing this, right? Yeah. Um, that's not the why. And I think maybe that's the biggest, biggest takeaway that I, I can come to for, for why be obedient to this calling is we have to understand what our why is in the first place, yeah. because God has called us to it. And when God calls us to something like this, like ministry, like serving these students, um, we have to remember that God is the one who's equipping us and God is the one who will provide. And it's not, you know, I quote this all the time because it's my favorite verse. It's almost cliche at this point, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 telling us to to trust and to obey and he will guide us, right? Um, But so often... We're like, okay, how are we going to balance our time? How are we going to make all this work? Mm-hmm. Um, and God is like, well, if you would stop trying to make it yeah. right. work yourself and trust me, mm-hmm. be obedient. I got you. I got the path and I'll send you the students. And all you got to do is, is say yes. Yeah. I like that. And it goes with the youth too, because um, what is one, what is one thing that from a child to a youth, what is one thing that they always say is why? Mm-hmm. And and you're sitting, you're standing in front of twenty some kids, twenty some youth, and and they're thinking the same thing is why am I here? And a lot of them are there because their mom is uh, on the team or mm-hmm. whatever. But you know, they bring a friend, and they're asking. They might not be asking that, but in their mind, they're like they're sitting there, like or on their phone. You you, you try to keep them. You know, you keep them laughing, you keep them, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what do you call it? Engaged. Engaged yeah. So they're asking why, but they're not asking it to you. So you're mm-hmm. having to give your, if you don't have a why, and if you don't have a why, how are you going to tell your youth why they're here? You know, you know what I mean? And yeah. that takes work. And we, we, we tell the youth all the time, and I tell them that I'm proud of them all the time. Every mm-hmm. Every Wednesday, I tell them that I love them and I'm proud of them because... They showed up because you could have been anywhere at any time mm-hmm. and doing anything and whatever you're doing, you could have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I tell them that I was like, I'm proud of them, especially when I have my football boys come in and they're from practice and they're like, mm-hmm. well, we get off a little early. I'm like, well, I'm proud that you made it. And I, I make mm-hmm. it a, a thing to call their name out. I'm like, Hey, yeah. what's up to tarot? I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. how you doing? Like, Hey, you made it, man. Uh, hey, Mario, I'm glad you made it, bro. Yeah. I let them know, and then mm-hmm. what do you call it? Recognition is is like a little, little, little boost, you know. And yeah, for sure. But. I think that's, that's so important, so key, and, and and I think sometimes we can get bogged down um, in the details um, that we forget about the little things like that. Like, man, we got to put ourselves in their shoes. Oh yeah, all the pressure mm-hmm. that they get. One of the things that I've, I'm noticing the longer I'm in youth ministry, this is my 20th year. And it seems like, you know, gone are the days of pizza, Mountain Dew and video games um, for youth ministry is like, if we got a free t-shirt and a CD, we were the happiest people in the world. It was like, yes, I got a CD. Like everything's good. And now they're like, who cares? Like 
I'll take a $50 gift card. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Who's got that? Like, you know, and, and so, um, getting back to the basics of just simple recognition because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, there's like things on social media, but how many times do people hear anymore? I'm proud of you and I mm-hmm. love you. Yeah. Ultimately, that's the thing that I see is like the great equalizer for our students is that every single one of them just want to make their parents proud or their guardian or whoever they have. And for some of them, they don't even have that, you know, and for some of those, especially the students that you were talking about that are lost and broken, um, some of them may have a great home life, but a lot of them don't. And, you know, you might be the first person in their life to tell them I'm proud of. I'm proud, and especially if they feel like they screw up, you know, like yeah. all I do is mess up. And especially they're having a bad day that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just for someone to tell you that that you that they're loved and they're mm-hmm. proud of them is like you don't know the day that I have. And I'm like, well, I bet you, I know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And and I tell them at the end of the, at the end of every service, I'm like, before we go up to pray, and I'm like, hey, you have something on you. I was like, this is where you this is where you lay it down. Yeah. I was like, whatever your problem is, whatever is something that is on your mind, I was like, this right here, this is where you, this is where you let it go. And sure. and when they just they get up and it's amazing to ah oh man, we've we've had um we had a youth. Um he started off, he didn't want to be, he thought he was an atheist and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff and and we at the time we didn't know, you know, we were doing I, we told him that, look, we're learning together. Mm-hmm. And you, when you learn, we learn and vice versa. And so now he's like he's I'm not saying he's singing and jumping for joy. But when you if I would have asked him the first time I met him, if I would have asked him for if he needed me to pray for anything for him. Mm-hmm. He would have said, no, I'm good. But now I go up to him and I ask him and he's like, yeah, can you pray for my mom? Can you pray for mm-hmm. my school? I mean, he's telling me and I'm like, like, I'm proud of you, man. And and we pray. And the other day we had met, we had met, I had met another, another youth and I didn't know who he was. And I went and introduced myself and then I asked him if he needed anything to pray about. And he's like, no, I'm good. And so I ended up talking to his mom and she's like, he doesn't want to be there. She's like, but you know, I'm making him go. And I was like, look, I was like, I had one of those before. I was like, and I'm not intimidated. I was like, if anything, I was like, that's a challenge. I was like, the more that they push away, the more that they pull me to them. I was like, so that does not intimidate me. I was like, if anything, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna call him out. And yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on him. I mean, at the same time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of him. Right. But I'm gonna make sure that he is loved and he is welcome there. Mm-hmm. And. It's, yeah. Cool. We would be bad youth pastors if we didn't, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like you see that student and you know they're on the fringe and you're like, oh, okay, challenge accepted. Let's go, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's so exciting when you get to that, you finally get to that place and it's like you've been working, you've been praying and other people have been praying and encouraging mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, you feel that that kind of tinge, mm-hmm. you know, um, in your heart. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that happened with me. I don't always do altar call type things. Um but I really felt it. Um, and there's a couple of students that I've been praying for for quite a while. And I just said, hey, you know, if there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus, like, you know, and, and we've all done it before. And I see two hands go up and both of them were the people I've been praying for for a long time. That's awesome. And I was like, okay, let me take a step back and make sure they understand what they're praying for. Because I think we do a bad job um, overall of, of letting people know, like, 
what they're responding to. You know, we do this big altar call and we're like, if you want to know Jesus and almost every hand goes up and it's always the same kids Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, yeah, I want to know Jesus. And I'm like, well, you already know Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. what about that kid who doesn't have a relationship? So let me, let me define what this is and let me define what the prayer is and why the prayer is important. And if that's still you, if that's still something you Mm -hmm. want to do, let's pray. And they both, you know. I just said, hey, and if you did, I'm not asking for a big spectacle. Just give me a thumbs up. Catch my eye before we go into small groups. And uh, both of them gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, okay, contain yourself. This is awesome because like they're both kids. Exactly, because those are both kids, too, that don't want the recognition. They don't want yeah. And I'm like, okay, we can work on that um, because we're, you're going to get the recognition yeah, that you deserve. Course. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't want them to feel like, you know, it, it's a big spotlight. Right. And you. this is why I don't do it. And this exactly. Is why I don't say yeah. You know, and I don't want to discourage them later. And mm-hmm. so it's been cool having conversations with them since. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to that place where it's like, okay, great. Let's talk baptism, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, really excited for those next steps. But yeah. um, my last question um, is what advice would you guys have um, for especially those student pastors who are just really struggling with um, being obedient in their church. Maybe maybe it's church hurt or maybe they've gotten into some issues um, with their with their ministry or with the staff or something like that. And maybe they're just kind of struggling um, to stay obedient and to remain where God, remain faithful where God has planted them. Um. I would just say, um, really just take everything to the Lord. And that's because if you think that, um, you know, if you go back and you think and you let your flesh take over and you're like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I feel like I did this or I offended somebody and you just let the enemy continue to creep in and you think, you know, so-and-so feels this way about me or so-and-so feels this way about me um, or I did this wrong you know, that that's really just the enemy coming in and trying to attack you and make yeah. you feel that way or make you feel unworthy or make you feel like this person is, you know, speaking bad on you or anything like that. When in reality, they're probably that they're not. That's just um, again, like I said, that's just the enemy trying trying to do that. And um, you're doing you're doing everything you need to do for the glory of God. And you just need to you just need to give it to him and give him all the glory and pray to him and tell him once you get, once you let him know what's going on and once you're praying to him and you're telling him, you know, Hey, I, I feel like I did this or I feel this fault or, you know, I may have said something. Um, once you've came to him and you've surrendered and you, you know, you've, you've prayed to him and you've told him that then you're forgiven. Um, whether you said something or you didn't say anything, you know, you're forgiven and, and then it's time to move on. It's time to, or just said it's time to take the baton and keep, you know, keep it moving. Um, it's not time to dwell on it. You know, there's there's plenty of souls out there that need to be saved, and there's no time to sit there and hold on what you think that could be happening that's not even happening. Um, again, I, like I said, I just think it's the enemy that's trying to push in and go in and take over, and that's not even what it is. I say, I say, we're all here. This is just a season that, mm-hmm. you know, this is our season to to lead this this youth, you know, you know, the pastors before us, that was their season. They led them kids from 
when they were younger to they grew up to they graduated. And now it's, you know, it's our turn and it's our season. And for a year or two, I mean, we might be called to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. do something else. We do not know that. And so sometimes we get the, we get mixed feelings or, you know, the enemy is trying to, to make you think something else. But in all reality, as the Lord is like, hey, you know, I'm putting these little things here because you're not going to be here for long. And you don't know that yet. And if you did, you wouldn't like it anyways. Like, cause mm-hmm. nobody likes change and nobody likes too much change. I mean, we like change when it becomes, when it's, when it's a good thing. But when we think we're in a good thing and, and we change is happening, that's like, Hey, Hey, hey I'm good. I'm good. What are mm-hmm. we doing? Like, why are we mixing everything up? Like everything is good as it is. Like, why mm-hmm. would you, why are we messing things up? It's like, like, you know, you don't know what's happening. And, I just think that to answer that question, I think that we're all in a season and some seasons just last longer than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, good. Like Coach Prime says, it's personal. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can we just, well, that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> I was like, we, we could talk about that the rest of the night and it's already late. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up. But uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining us, for being part of this. Um, we really, really hope that it encouraged you guys from where you are, whether you've, um, you, you're kind of newer to student ministry or you've been doing it for a long time. Um, remembering the why, remembering why we, we do what we do. And if you don't have a why, figure it out because your students need they vitally need you to to be able to answer that why for them and and or it, maybe not answer it for them but help lead them to a place where they're able to figure out what their why is yeah. um and so um with all that said um thank you guys so much for listening we'd be so honored if you guys would share our podcast with your youth pastor friends on social media or tag a specific episode that really stood out to you on your favorite platform by using at talk student men finally if you would like to be on the show in the future like these guys uh, please reach out to us on social media or send us an email to podcast at studentministryconversations.org we would love to set up a time for you guys to join us have a great week and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one bye bye